They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Good evening, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd, and I'm joined this evening by Dan Kingdom and the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, Anthony Gibson. Uh, recording this after a batch of three T20s, uh, two of which were washed out against Sussex and Glamorgan, respectively. Uh, but we did beat Surrey at the Oval. The peasants revolted. Have that, Tom Curran. Uh, Anthony was there. What did you make of it? Oh, it's a very good performance. Very good all-round performance. Um, the bowlers bowled uh, pretty well. Uh, Lewis Goldsworthy and uh, Max Waller and Craig Overton bowled superbly and good to see him being given the responsibility of, of leading the attack, uh, as he did against Kent very successfully as well. And I think it's made a real difference to him and to the whole um, bowling attack. And then when it came to the to the batting, I was I was a bit worried. Uh, the first over that James Hildreth faced from uh, from Will Jacks, he couldn't lay a bat on it, and he was flailing around all over the place. But once he settled down, he played a really good innings, uh, full of uh, <laughs> extraordinary shots. Um, and Will Smead was an absolute revelation for me. I mean, I saw him get the eighty-two against Gloucester uh, last season, but that was a bit of a struggle mm-hmm. for him. Whereas Last night, he he really hit the ball hard. He's, I hadn't realised what a strong lad he is and how hard and far he can hit the ball. So that and six I he hit it. off, uh, that six he picked up off Jamie Overton, the one he whipped off his pads. He sort of said on the radio that was to the big boundary. You couldn't quite tell on the screen how just how big was that boundary. Oh, it must have. It must be. I mean, the oval's a pretty big ground, and the and it it must have been the best part of ninety yards that to, to that boundary. And I, I, you know, I, I wondered why on earth are they putting him number three in T Twenty cricket? In ex- young, inexperienced batsman who looks more in the Tom Abel mode than in the Tom Banton mode. Well, last night <laughs> we got the answer as to why he's in at number three in T Twenty cricket, and uh, yeah, it was a most impressive in- innings. And it was just what Hildreth needed as well because it sort of took the the pressure off. Off Hildreth because runs were coming so fast at the other end. It didn't mean he had to he had to go for broke and play a lot of really extravagant shots as he's tended to do uh, in the um, three previous games. And you know the the longer the innings went on, the more composed Hildreth uh, became. The more he was dictating terms to the bowlers. Um, and then when Tom Lamon became in <laughs> with with his broom, he was sweeping everything <laughs> and doing it very, very effectively against the Surrey spinners. So it was a really good all-round performance. They fielded as well as they, they always do. And um, I can honestly say we, you know, it's a hard thing to say, but we didn't miss Tom Abel last night, <laughs> mm-hmm. as I thought we, we probably would. But, you know, Will Smead stepping up like that, James Hildreth showing us, what he's what he's really made of and the bowlers performing so well it was a great performance yeah if you haven't heard tom abel uh, did a hammy in the warm-up against glamorgan on a saturday so he's out for an unspecified length of time we're not quite sure uh, how long that's going to be you've not heard anything on the grapevine of you anthony about any well it's, return it, I don't think it's a tear it's a tear so it's the word is that from um, jamie thorpe that 
um, <clears throat> how long it will take depends on how well he recovers, which is pretty statement, <laughs> blindingly obvious. But um, I think it'll be longer rather than shorter. I don't think he'll be available for the next two championship matches. Leaves a big and hole. Probably not, yeah. probably not for the uh, 50 over either. Yeah, leaves well, he's, a... he's in the 100 though. Yeah, well, of course, yes, of course, he's in the hundred. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I mean, you know, it's the same for Tom. He will miss out on, you know, the money and the club uh, competition where he will play against some quality players. But for us, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy that that's going to be the period that he's missing um, that month. So, let's hope he's back, fit and firing for September. Mm-hmm. That's One the key. That's the crucial month. Absolutely. And one thing that I uh, I did like last night about uh, Tom Lamanby, um, he's had a horror two or three months. But when he came out and reverse swept that first ball from Gareth Batty, it just looked like his clarity of thought was back. And the way that he, he batted, he, what, did he, what did he get? 20-odd of 15, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, 23 not out of 15. He just looked to be... To have rid himself of some of those mental demons and his confidence and clarity of thought in how he batted, um, he he looked back to his old self. If you can uh, call a twenty-one-year-old who's only played a couple of seasons, uh, can that can you have an old self if you're only twenty-one? I don't know, but uh, he definitely looked back to it. I think he, he was back to his true self, as you say. I think clarity of thought is exactly right. He he had a clear idea in his mind what he was going to do when he walked out there, and he did it, and he did it superbly well. <laughs> Absolutely, Dan. Uh, Jack Leach's first T20 game at the uh, the day after his thirtieth birthday. He picked up three wickets at the cost of twenty eight runs off his four overs. Bowled the first over as well. Uh, yep. How did our Jack do in your uh, in your eyes? Yeah, I mean it was a new challenge for him, wasn't it? You know, he's he's not played a white ball game in uh, five years in professional cricket and in six years for Somerset. But no, he, he you know he, I think he. He got hit for a couple of boundaries early on, but you know he came back well. And obviously, it's a different style of bowling um, in T20 cricket to Test cricket, which is obviously what he's very used to. But you know, it, obviously, the wicket helped him. But um, and maybe he got a bit lucky with one or two of the wickets. I mean, the the, the first one, obviously, that was a sensational catch for Ben Green, which <laughs> nine times out of ten probably would have been dropped. But no, I was really happy with how he went, and it's going to be interesting to see how much more he features going forward. Because um, obviously, I think Max and Goldrovey remain our first choice, first two um, spinners. Um, yeah, but, and when Rolos yeah. fit, he'll come straight back in as well. So yeah. he's playing four spinners. Well, I can't see us doing that, <laughs> but I'm not sure Rolos is going to be back for a while. I think there's. I, I heard he's going to be out for quite a significant period of time. I think. So. Might do it at Bristol. <laughs> mm, definitely. Why not? Um, I did mention this to Anthony in the uh, in the chat while we were waiting to wait for you to arrive, Dan. But when Jamie Overton strode to the, uh, when Jamie Overton strode to the crease, I think Lewis Gregor should be up before the club committee for not getting Craig on straight away. Well, yeah, it, it was the middle overs, wasn't it? And I don't think that's when Craig um, wants to bowl. So well, it they've, they've got their plans, but yeah, yeah, that's what the members want to see. I'm sure everybody at the Oval wanted to see Craig bowl to Jamie and then Jamie bowl to Craig, and we didn't get to see it. Which would have been fun. But yeah, ultimately, I'm, I'm just happy that Jamie didn't do much damage. Really. Mm. Uh, I thought when he got out, he didn't have play up to the cameras that he was disappointed. Mm. Oh, Every yeah. other stride, he was, he was, oh, he's flipping yeah. his bat around and banging his bat into his pads. Oh, dear. Yeah, it was very, very theatrical walk-off. I don't if they had an Oscar for uh, for best performance, I think Jamie should uh, should definitely have got it last night for that one. Um <laughs> 
Funny sort of pitch last night, wasn't it? I think Will Jax was the only Surrey batsman that managed to suss it out that you needed to give yourself 20 balls to uh, to get yourself in. I think uh, Hildy sort of followed that that plan the way he batted. No, he um, no, he <laughs> well, 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 his way of doing it was he just, he got through his 20 balls by shuffling offside, shuffling leg side, charging, ramping. Uh, hooking whatever but Will Jacks gave himself a bit more time so he only did get through his 20 balls um, but he got through them in a slightly different way uh, what else he was absolutely he was full of it it was great to see him so happy again because he's you know he's been going through a rough time he's, he's had a he went through a rough time at the start of that innings but then really flowered blossomed yeah it's uh, he's almost a reverse Samson he's had a haircut and he's gone on to a different level yeah Absolutely, he, he, it was so good. it was so good to see. I was, you know, I'm a great Hildreth supporter, and it's been worrying, you know, that the lack of runs and then the rather frenetic approach in the early T20 games. But he settled down yesterday and played the innings that that the situation really demanded. We needed someone to stand up and play the sort of innings for us that Will Jacks played for Somerset, mm. and and Hildy did that. And what Will Jacks didn't have, he had support at the other end from um, from Smead. Absolutely, yeah. Surrey's batting card was a bit of a sorry sight apart from Will Jacks. Uh, only Rory Burns with 18, Clark with 15 and Laurie Ems with 10, uh, making it into double figures in their total of 146 for 8. Contrast that to Somerset Banton, um, stuck one straight up in the air down mid-wicket's throat for 5, but then Hildreth 72, Smead 42, Goldsworthy played a bit of an ugly shot. Um, probably mm. frustrated he was on his uh, fifth ball with only one. Um, but then uh, Tom and Blue played that lovely cameo um, to see Somerset along with James Hildreth to uh, 149 for three and a win with eight balls to spare. We are going to watch Devon play at the county ground tomorrow. This is, of course, Devon Conway, uh, fresh from New Zealand's historic win in the World Test Championship. Is come down where would you go from? It'd be the A three hundred three, wouldn't it? From Southampton to Taunton, uh, and will be playing, or at least he's in the squad. I would imagine he'd be on the team sheet to play Hampshire Hawks tomorrow night. How excited are we, gents? Yeah, um, he's got a superb T twenty record. Um, you know, high average, high strike rate. So it's going to be really exciting. Um, the intriguing part is where he bats, isn't it? Because I think the initial plan was probably that Hildreth was a stopgap and Conway would sort of replace him as an opener, but I'm not sure that's going to happen now. So, um, you know, anywhere in the top four, I think, is probably had a, where it Had a quick look. He's batted at three in his last couple of uh, T20s for New Zealand. So um, Yeah, but he opens for his domestic side. So, um, yeah, there's a few options. Anthony, what are you going to do with that top well, order? Well, I, I was just thinking, I mean, uh, Tom Banson hasn't been getting any runs at the top of the order. Um, when he was moved down the order in uh, in the championship, he did get some runs and batted much better. I think, you know, it might be an argument for having Conway and Hildreth uh, opening up. I'd, I'd keep Smead at number three. Um, or maybe have Conway coming in, I don't know, um, five or six, something like that. Uh, assume, you know, if, if we lose early wickets, he can... You know, a um, settle the innings down, solidify the, the middle order, and then and then hopefully be a finisher. I should imagine, I should imagine he'd be a pretty good finisher. But uh, I, just, you know, <laughs> I just I just hope that um, 
it's a 200 and all the rest of it isn't the flash in the pan but i don't think it is because as, as dan was saying if you look at his record in t20 cricket it's consistently good it's just, the only surprise is that it's taken so long for him to be uh, recognized as the talent he obviously is it's all to do with his residency qualification period in new zealand isn't it it's was that three four years yeah yeah and he had a lot of years in south africa didn't he and i don't think he was as good there i think since he came to new zealand he's really come to the fore in terms of his performances um so it's, yeah, it's a really interesting story conways so what's your sides for tomorrow night and then i'm going to go first with mine i'm keeping hildy and banton opening the bat and i'm going conway at three Smead at four, Goldsworthy five, Lamanby six, Gregory seven, and then Overton, Davy, Leach, and Wallace. So I'm bringing in Conway for Ben Green. Haven't you that... just picked twelve players? Or have I? Have I... Did I miss one? Did I? Uh, one Hildreth, two Banton, three Conway, four Smead, five Goldsworthy, six Lamanby, seven Gregory, eight Overton, nine Davy, ten Leach, eleven Waller. Oh, okay. So you missed off. So you didn't pick Delanger. No. Yeah, I wonder if it, right, yeah, okay. That's that. Maybe well maybe in for Davy. Yeah, that's 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 been pretty much my team, um yeah. for Davy. But it's difficult. I'm I'm basically the same team as you. i I'm keeping Banton opening. I I want to give him a proper run up there. He's only had four innings, which isn't really that many in T twenty cricket. Um yeah, Hildreth, Conway Smead. Um so I've gone yeah, Smead at four. Um but I think I'm I'm happy with that. I think Conway's gotta be top three. Goals will be five, Lamb will be six, Gregory seven, Overton Delanger, uh, Max at 11. So it's just number 10 is whether it's Davy or Leach. And it might depend on conditions. Um, I suspect it's going to be a fresh wicket um, on Friday because the wicket they've been using has been used for three T20s plus the Western Storm game, I believe. Um, I'm assuming they were going to use a fresh wicket for the Glamorgan game, um, which obviously got rained off. I think I'm right in saying. So, they two on the first one, and they've they've only played the one. This is they'll play presumably on the wicket they played Kent. Oh, uh, was it a different wicket for Kent? Was it? it was because okay. we were all uh, wondering whether it was a hybrid, and it, but apparently it wasn't a hybrid. Although nobody seemed to know. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's just if yeah, maybe maybe we'll play Leach if it's a bit of a used wicket, and maybe it's going to take spin. I mean, I don't think we should be. Take spin. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we should be too suckered in by Leach's good performance. I don't think one good performance means he's now a permanent fixture on our side. But Davy has been expensive. Um, but on the flip side, he's taken wickets. And before yesterday, he had a really good strike rate in terms of you know balls per wicket. So it's a tough one. But yeah, I, mean, I'd probably go with Leach on balance because um, Davy's been a bit expensive and Delang has you know Delang has done well. So yeah. And obviously, uh, if Marchant does bat, you are guaranteed fireworks. And I do love watching Marchant bat. Speaking of Marchant, I've got a bit of a question about Marchant. So on the, when I um, went to the Hampshire game, um, the first four-day game back at the county ground, one of the great things is you can hear the players chat. And we've discussed Marchant's various nicknames, whether it be Franchise or the Marchant of Menace or uh, what have you. But they call him Shanky, or Shanks, and Shanna, and Shanna. Yes. Yeah. So it's just what? an abbreviation of Marchant. Oh, see, I was I was getting confused because a shank is either a cut from a, a sort of the leg of an animal, isn't it? A lamb shank or a ham shank, what have you, or it's stabbing somebody in prison with a modified toothbrush. 
So if it was the latter of those, I'd love to know who got that nickname. Um, no, I think it's it's Shannon, and I'd, I'd have him. I think he's. I mean, he can do what he did against Kent, which is towards the end of of the innings when. Oh, you're on a bit of a dicey pace and back. They'll get the top edges, mm -hmm. and he got he got three like that uh, against Kent, and you know that's. You're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. Anthony Kibbs' internet is very unreliable. Please oh hold. Go on. Oh, oh you're back. Sorry about that. I was... No. Oh, you've gone again. I don't know what's the matter with this, because I've got a perfectly good thing. We're on my... I'll go inside. We're normally on well, we're, we're normally on Steve Tancock's Zoom account, but we're using my Teams this week. And anybody that's used Microsoft Teams knows that it's not a patch on Zoom. So uh, <laughs> do apologise. But Anthony's uh, just wandering back in. Dan's all right, but uh, yeah, was having a bit of a moment. So uh, I think we're talking about horses for courses, really, and uh, we'll just wait and see what uh, uh, what type of wicket we've got, whether it's a bit of a turn or whether it's got a bit of pace and bounce. But the, the good thing is that we're talking about who we're going to be leaving out of this side, not scratching around looking for players to bring in, which I which I think is good. And after the first sort of two defeats, I think we could have been uh, doom and gloom about this Vitality Blast campaign, but it does just seem to have caught momentum at the right time. And uh, with Devon Conway coming in tomorrow night as well, uh, that's only going to give us the boost that we need. So uh, if we just run through that South Group table, Kent are top with 10 points. They've played seven. Sussex played 6-9, Surrey played 7-8, Gloucester played 7-8, Somerset played 6, 6 points, uh, Glamorgan played 7, 6 points, Essex played 7, 5 points, Hampshire played 6, 4 points, and Middlesex played 5, won just the one game there on 2 points on the bottom of the table. Uh, just to wrap up this uh, little section then, I suppose if we'd, would you have taken 4 points from these 3 games if I'd offered them to you this time last week? Yeah, definitely. Um, because I expected us to beat Glamorgan, but I didn't expect us to beat Sussex or Surrey. Particularly Surrey, we've, we've, we've literally only won at the Oval once before last night in T20 cricket, so I was not expecting to win there at all. Um, and Sussex are a good side. So yeah, to win one of those two, you know, is I would definitely have taken that. Um, and yeah, obviously, I know in the end, obviously, it worked out differently and that the four points came from two no results, partly. But um, yeah, four from six out of those ones, definitely a good result. Good stuff. And, of course, the uh, the Glamorgan game was a particular highlight for me personally because I won the trade-in, trade-out on Trade Nation. <laughs> now, there's a little um, anecdote to this, which um, happened during uh, the time I was on the call. So my little girl, Layla, she's only three years old. She wasn't very well Saturday, so I got, I got back from cricket. We lost. We weren't very good. Um, and she's fallen asleep in our bed. So... Um, about five minutes before the phone rang for Trade Nation, I sort of picked her up and, and went to put her to sleep in her own bed. Uh, and then she woke up and she threw up all over the floor and down my shirt. Mm. Lovely. So I'm like, Hannah, Layla's been sick. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? Facebook mm. notification pops up on my phone. Somerset CCC is live now with Trade In, Trade Out on Trade Nation. So I, I <laughs> click it, start watching the stream. Phone, uh, phone st and then the stream cuts out and the phone is ringing from a number I don't recognise. Meanwhile, my wife Hannah is on her hands and knees mopping up the sick <laughs> on Layla's bedroom floor. 
So I was like, hello? Hi, is that Ian? Oh, hello. Hello, Spencer. Oh, yeah, how's that trade nation? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. uh, So I never talked that for five minutes. Uh, That all gets done. That's it. Hang up the phone. I say, Hannah, you'll never guess what I've just won. And she just looks at me and goes, I don't give a fuck what you've just won. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So uh, beyond every story is another good story. So uh, she's fine now. She had a COVID test on Sunday and, uh, and she's negative. So all good in the shepherd household now but uh, yeah so thanks to trade nation uh, for all the goodies and uh, yeah i'm taking my lad to uh, watch the t20 tomorrow night so i think we'll uh, we'll all be there tomorrow night are you you going down what yep. whereabouts are you tomorrow night i don't know where i am tomorrow night i think i might be in the triscothic stands i've got to pick my um tickets up from the st james street gate yeah i'm in i'm in tres lower fantastic we'll pop and say hello yeah and hopefully yeah. watch a somerset win and uh yeah all good stuff so done with the t20 so i'm going to tick off my things now trade nation anecdote and question about shanky right shall we move on to listeners questions got quite a few this week might have just had uh, oh and the poll for man of the match has just finished and unsurprisingly with 61 percent of the vote you're always looking the bright side of life man of the match from last night was james hildreth I don't think anybody can argue with that. Right, uh, let's scroll down. Uh, I don't like cricket, I love it. At Lord Lupin, his lordship asks, why has Jack Leach not played one-day cricket for Somerset CCC before? Well, he has, but I presume uh, Lord Lupin is referring to this fallow period of the last five or six years. I guess we've had better one-day options in uh, Don Bess, Roloff, Merver, and Max Waller. Yeah, I think I think in T20 particularly, I don't think Leach was ever near because you know Max and Roloff have had those two spin spots sealed up for years now. Um, Leach maybe always had a bit more of a chance in the 50 over, um, but yeah, he was always seen as behind. You know, Bess and 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 Max and Roloff. I mean, Bess played. I remember Jack was in the squad for the very first game in the 2019 One Day Cup. Alongside Bess and Max and Roloff, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe not Max, actually. No, not Max, but alongside Bess and Roloff. But they went with Bess. You know, he played the first couple of games and then Bess dropped out and we played an extra scene bowler. And, uh, yeah, Leach never got another look in because the team, you know, did well. And we were, I think we found a good balance, particularly early season. I think that's a factor. I think 2017, 18, 19, all three of those one day cups were April, May. So maybe, we, you know, I think we decided we didn't need much spin. So Roloff was enough. Um, with the occasional Max and Bess. So, um, it's just he's been a bit down the pecking order, really, and he's been unlucky. But um, I think he's always wanted to play one-day cricket. He's always been, he's always wanted to play more one-day cricket than he has. So, um, yeah, he'd be delighted to have uh, had the opportunity. I was hoping he had some special T20 glasses made. Do you know that like the batsmen have the black gloves? And I was hoping he had some great big Elton John specs to come out in, but uh, no, it's just the normal ones. Anthony, do you think they feel that he... He's not really got the the variations, you know. The he hasn't got another yeah, one. I think, and... that, I think that's probably it, and I, I think there may be an element of not wanting to spoil him as well, you know, by by making him, um, you know, go in for variations because his great asset as a spin bowler is being able to land the ball on the same spot, ball after ball after ball after ball, with just slight variations in 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 flight and pace and so on, um, and and. Spin bowling with a white ball is a very, very different uh, art to um, bowling outsides in the fourth innings in, in county championship or um, or test matches. I'm still baffled, actually, as to why last night was his, only his first game in T20 cricket for, 
or Somerset, you know, given what a good bowler he is, and and what a fine team man he is. I suppose his batting might have come might have come into it as well. If you're comparing him with Don Best, then you know Best is obviously the the better batsman. I'm not sure Jack would agree with that, but, <laughs> but uh, certainly Don Don would. But um, no, it's, it'd be interesting to. Uh, I, I just think that if you've got a bowler who's innately as good as that. Um, he ought to be able to adapt to um, the demands of, of T20 cricket. Mm. You know, if, if he can do what he can do in red ball cricket, well, he can surely, you know, do something slightly different equally well in, in white ball cricket. And I'd be inclined to give him another go, I must say. Um, I mean, <coughs> Lewis Goldsworthy is very, very, you know, he's a, I don't know what his secret is as a slow left armour in T20, but you look at his figures and consistently he's going, at, you know, no more than about seven runs and over and picking up wickets uh, as well. Uh, he's got, a, you know, a great head on, on young shoulders and he's a very useful batsman as well. But no, it's a bit of a mystery with, with Jack, but, um, well, I hope, you know, hopefully the game against Surrey will be the start of, of greater things for him in, in white ball cricket. Yeah, definitely. It was um, when Rizbar Pant was getting after him uh, over the winter, I did feel that he didn't have a reply. He was, like you say, his, Jack's great strength is he can land the ball on the same spot over after over. And I think he, playing the, the T20s might just give him a bit more of a, of a white ball skill set, which he can then transfer into the red ball game. We've seen it with with batters doing it for a number of years now, but with bowlers I think Jack is uh, you know Jack needs to be able to do that because he did look at he came back very well in the next game but during that eight over period where Pant was uh, whacking him out of the ground he, he looked like he didn't really have an answer so let's hope playing a bit of one day cricket can uh, can just add a few more strings to Jack's bow well I tell you I tell you just an interesting um, comparison uh, is Danny Briggs a slow, slow left armour who was who was lined up by Watson you know, in that mm. Oval Test match back in whenever it was and was hit all over the place. And he came back really, he hadn't played another Test match, it's, it's true, but he came back really well and became and became a very effective white ball bowler because I think, you know, if, if you are the sort of bowler that batsmen, good batsmen can line up, you need to develop alternatives. And uh, I, I was impressed with the way, with the, the variation that, that Jack brought to his bowling last night and I think you know he, he ought to be able to do that without prejudice to his skill as a red ball spin bowler that's what I would be hoping I think I think he deserves a, a longer chance yeah I agree with that right next question up then blah 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 uh, Annie Cleave changes for tomorrow night with Devon Conway set to be available all being well would you play three spinners again or bring back to Langer well I think we've uh, we've answered that Andy we're going to wait and see what the pitch is like Pitch will be a belter. So bring back bring, Langer. Yeah, definitely bring back Langer, but maybe still play three spinners and leave out Davies. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, yeah. I, I'd go with that. Because mm -hmm. we are coming now into... Um, after tomorrow night, we've got that nasty little block of four games in five days. So we're going to have to... We're going to have to rotate uh, the scene bowlers, particularly with the Leicester and... Uh, sorry, championship games coming up, and there only being three days in between those as well. So, I think rotation and uh, rest and rotation is going to be at the forefront of uh, Jason Kerr and Andy Hurry's minds 
particularly for those next uh, those next four games. Uh, Chris Payne, the most obvious question is who does Conway replace? Well, I think we've all <laughs> we've unanimously agreed it's Ben Green. Sorry, Ben. Um, Herbaceous. Sorry, Dan, go without without Lam- if Lamanby had failed last night, I would have said bring Conway back in for Lamanby. But I think Green did back well in those first couple of games, but Lamanby just has a higher ceiling than Green. And now that it looks like Lamanby's starting to find form, I think harshly it has to be Green who drops out. It's the same for him. He you know he did back well, but and he's you know he's waited years for opportunities. He's had them sporadically, so I will feel sorry for him. But I think for the needs of the team, it's going to have to be. Conway and Green out. Yeah, agree with that. Uh, Herbaceous, do you think Somerset's DP Conway has asked Surrey's K.A. Jamieson to bolter him with the Duke's ball in the New Zealand Nets ahead of the vital Division 1 qualification battle ahead? <laughs> well, certainly not today. I would imagine that the New Zealand guys have got quite a hangover after their uh, their win over <laughs> India down at the uh, the Hampshire Bowl, which we must call it for the purposes of ICC tournaments. Um, I didn't see much of that. Um, it just seemed to be rain, rain, rain for a few days, and then it all sparked into life on the on the sixth day, the reserve day. Yeah. Well, conditions yeah. suited in New Zealanders, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, although you know, India have a good seam attack. I thought I, you know, I fair, fair enough. I, I I tend to agree with Coley that you know, just a one-off. To decide the the World Test Championship is, a, I'm not sure that's the best way. I think you know, best of three or something like that. But I think it's um, it's a good start for the for the concept. I think it'll give a bit more context to Test matches uh, in future, and you know, hopefully England will be in the running well, as they were this time, but rather more so in the running for the next one. Yeah, I, th- I think the format is flawed slightly at the moment it it needs improving um the trouble is when you have you, you have these marquee series of you got to have five tests against australia you got five tests against india and then the other series are sort of um whittled down to two three games it's very difficult to uh, get that square peg into the round hole of a of a league mm. so um something for the icc to think about but i certainly think for a first go it's not been a bad effort, and hopefully they can uh, refine it and improve it. And like you say, Anthony, give some context to these uh, these Test match series, which, apart from really the Ashes, uh, the English public don't generally tend to care too much about. <laughs> and the, the other thing about it, I was really pleased for New Zealand that they won it. Yeah, they were so unlucky in the World Cup final, and they and they, you know, they bore their loss of lack of fortune with such good grace. That I thought they, you know, they really deserved to to win that, and uh, all credit to them. And I'm personally, I'm a sort of, you know, I'm honorary New Zealander now with <laughs> with uh, DP Conway coming to uh, coming to play for Somerset. Although perhaps it, he's, I think he's more South African than New Zealand, but anyway, yeah, I think he's got a name. He's got a good, good, good first name, which we can all absolutely. Identify with. All we need to do now <laughs> is sign Raheem Cornwall for the other yeah, overseas player spot, and we've got the whole of the southwest covered. Dan, are there any players called Dorset lurking around out there that we could sign as well? No, I know off the top of my head, but there probably is somewhere. I think, just going back to what you said about New Zealand, I think they'd be 95% of people's second favourite test team after their own nation. I think their cousins from across the Tasman Sea would be last 
on most people's list, the way that they play their cricket and the way that they've suddenly forgotten everything that they said in that Amazon Prime documentary about, oh, yeah, we're a different team now. Yeah, we're going to play respectfully and blah, 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 blah. Leopard don't change its spots, mate. Don't believe you. <laughs> oh, I still remember Justin Langer kicking that bin over and then remembering that the camera was there and having to pick it all up and put it back in. Great stuff. Uh, right, uh, Chris Payne, another one for the podcast tonight. Did this tweet do the team talk for Jason and Lewis? The tweet in question from the official Surrey account, fist bump emoji. We thrashed Somerset earlier in the competition. Same again tonight. No, the peasants have revolted, as we said earlier. Uh, right, Richard Friedman writes, a couple of questions, thoughts. One, does the panel's expertise... Oh. You've been listening. You saw you listening to the right podcast, Richard. Does the panel's expertise extend to recovery time periods for torn hamstrings? Not a clue on that one, Richard. But Tom Abel is as fit as a fiddle. So if anybody can uh, beat the estimates of the doctors, it's uh, it's our captain Tom. And two, this is a very good point. Given Conway has now signed up for the hundred, surely that increases the chances of being able to sign him up for the championship fixtures in September, because there is yes. a. What is there, a nine or ten day gap? Well, the final's on the 21st of August. That's the competition that must not be named. And the second group stage starts on the 30th of August. So, Yes, and um, the T20 quarterfinals are just after the 100, and the um, final stage is in mid-September. So if we get there, then we can have Conway playing those as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, most importantly, for those championship games, I think if we can, we should. Um, I looked at the New Zealand... So New Zealand's domestic season doesn't start till mid-October. Although there, maybe there will still be some sort of training camp that he's got to go back for. But I think that happens more with Aussies. I don't know if that happens quite as much with New Zealand players. No, they're far um, more relaxed. They're like, yeah, turn up, we'll do it, mate. <laughs> yeah, I think they're hopefully a bit more chilled about it. So, yeah. But the, the thing is with Conway, he'll have been away from home for a long time uh, by that point. So he might want to go back. He, I don't know how much he'll be seeing his family. Um, but if we can, we really, I think we really should be looking to sign him for that period. Um, I don't care about, I don't care about the Bob Willis Trophy final, but those four championship games, um, if we can get him in for them, and if not him, then I probably we may need. It might be an idea to get someone. Uh, although Abel will be back then, but you know, just to give us an extra edge going into that run in, because we've got to, you know, we've got the most points in the country. If you ignore our points deduction, we've got the most points in the country in the championship. But you can see our batting is flawed, and you just wonder whether when we come up against the top teams, you know, Lancashire and Yorkshire have done well in the other groups, maybe Essex, Warwickshire, you know, our batting flaws might get shown a bit more, and we might just need an extra edge on our batting so far to give us, um, you know, to get us to the title. So if we can't get him, get someone, I think. I think this would all be contingent on us going into Division 1. Oh, oh, there's yeah, any yeah, point yeah. of keeping That's, in to try and oh, win yeah. that second division no title point in wasting money throwing good money after bad for that um, but yeah I guess if he I don't know are his family over as well I mean if I, don't if, know. I think it's all kind of contingent as well on him fitting in and liking it at Somerset which of course there's no reason why wouldn't we the, we're the greatest club on God's green earth yes yes of course yeah so he knows he knows what he's what he's coming into he played a lot of cricket when he was here as well yeah, so fingers crossed, everything is uh, the stars are aligning for Devon Conway to uh, stay on after the uh, the competition that will not be named uh, through on to the end of the county championship and help us lift the trophy come 
that final game in September. Uh, scrolling up, I think we're done for questions now. Um, bum, 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 some sets Devon Conway. Who's Conway replace? Um, yeah, all done. Uh, some big women's cricket news today, Dan. Uh, they've got a new trophy, or they've renamed a trophy. They have, yeah, and I actually I had a drafted tweet ready to go for maybe today or tomorrow. Of course you did, Dan. Of course you did. The, the name of the tournament is a bit uninspiring. Women's Regional T20. That was what I was going to tweet, and I was going to suggest, oh, how about naming it after a modern player? Maybe Charlotte Edwards. And look what they've done. They've called it the Charlotte Edwards Cup, which is yeah, I really like that, and it gives it you know it's you got the Hayward Flint now you have got the Charlotte Edwards Cup. Gives it a good identity. That's the main thing I think. It's got an identity now. Um, so yeah, and obviously it's a couple of days before the tournament starts on Saturday. Um, Western Storm are playing against Sunrisers at Taunton, and tickets are on general sale this time, which is good. Unlike the last Western Storm games, so um, anyone can buy a ticket for that. Um, yeah, should be should be a good game, and I think Western Storm would be a bit better hopefully in this. You know, they've not had a great Hayley Flint trophy, but. I think maybe they suit T20 a bit more. So, um, and Sunrisers yeah. aren't a great team. You know, they've not won a match yet since they came into existence last year. So, um, yeah, it's a good chance Western Storm to get their campaign off to a good start. And they love playing at Taunton. They love playing T20s at Taunton. Everybody loves playing at Taunton, Dan. Best ground exactly. in the world. I don't exactly. know why they, why do they bother going up to Bristol to play their games. I know. <laughs> There's two two of the three home games are at Taunton for Western Storm in the T20. The third one's at Cardiff, which is just a terrible idea. Why are they doing that? Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Should be should be. I'll be there on Saturday, and uh, yeah, it should be a good game. Yeah, I know Sophie loves the Somerset girls, so it should be biased, but it's. The support they get at Taunton is just a different. It's just different class to what you know, what they get anywhere else. So I, 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 think so, I know yeah. they've probably got to fulfil the contractual obligations of Western Storm being, what is this? It's yeah. all the southwest and a bit of Wales as well, isn't it? So it's Wales as well now. Yeah, unlike in the KSL, yeah, we've now got Glamorgan as part of it. So uh, yeah, um, they've got to they've got to spread the games out, um, which is unfortunate. But yeah, no, it's not unfortunate. It's not, it's not joking, but you ask them, they'd all want to play at Taunton. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they would. Oh, so I think we're done. Uh, yeah, we're done for questions. Um, do we have any other business before we knock it on the head tonight, gents? I've just I've got a uh, somebody tweeted me. Can't think who it is, but somebody's liked it. And I'll just I just read it out. I thought some Smead's innings was astonishing. Writes the tweeter. It had a breakthrough feel to it from Tyro to graduate. I think that's about right. That's that's yeah. how it struck me as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just seemed it just seemed a bigger, stronger, more mature player than the one we saw last season. I was I was very 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 impressed. I must say. Yeah, that yeah. said it before, but that pick up flick off his legs against Jamie Overton that went you said like ninety hundred yard boundary just went hello. Yeah, Wheels had his Weetabix. Wheels had his Weetabix this morning. It's, I think it's his signature shot, that flick over square leg. He's done it two or three times. He did it against Kent at least once. Was it against Kent? One, one of the games, he did it at least once or twice. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him play 50 over in Championship. Like He looks such a good prospect. I was just him about to exactly the same thing, Dan. I, I'd like to see him in the Championship. I really would. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think he's good enough. I think he deserves his chance. Is it a straight swap for Tom Abel, then, if Tom's not fit for 4th of July? Well, of course, we've got Conway coming in as well. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. But you'd probably think that Byram, sorry Dan, Eddie Byram might be uh, well. Tom, if Tom Lamanby gets a 
a few runs under his belt in these last T20s. His um, I think, hat's well, back I'd in the like, ring. I'd like to see Smead in for Eddie Byram, I think, much though I like Eddie Byram. You know, he's had umpteen chances and hasn't really shown he can he can do it consistently. So give, give Smead a go. Sorry, I know. I know. I know we've done the batting orders to death. If you listen to any of the of our back episodes, the number one topic we probably discuss is the county championship batting order. Let's do it again. Conway, Lamanby, Hildreth three or Hildreth four? No, Hildreth four. Yeah, brings put Smead in at three, or mm. move Bartlett to three and have Smead down at five. No, no, I think Smead at Smead at three, Hildreth at four, Bartlett at five. Yeah. Davis obviously got to be in there. So Davis at six or Davis at seven? And well, Banton or Goldsworth? I was going to say, I'd keep Davis opening, I think. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's tough because I think if, if, games. if continue with what you've said, we're leaving out one of Goldsworth and Banton, I think. Yeah, we are. Mm. It's, there will be a decision to make. But obviously you said Lamanby, and I'm not sure Lamanby's going to play. Um, well, I you know. See, I, I don't think he's... Technically out of form, I think he was, his head was just all over the place. And if he, yeah. if you look at these next five, six, or is it five T Twenty games left, and he looks to have his head in the right place, I think stick him straight back in because yeah. he wasn't getting out because his back was coming down like a scissors, or you know he was he was just finding weird and wonderful ways to get out. He's just being a bit frenetic, but because yeah, one... good case for for opening with Steve Davis. I mean, he looks so accomplished, doesn't he? Yeah. Um. One, one disadvantage of Lammers playing the T20s next week um, is that he'll miss the Red Bull Championship, sorry, Red Bull Second Eleven game, which is next week, um, mm. which could have been a good indicator of sort of, you know, if he got runs in that, you know, maybe mm. then he'd be back, you know, well in contention. To well, it might be an indication if they, would they release him from the First Eleven squad to play in that, do you think? Well, he would give you an indication of where the priorities lie. Yeah, it, 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell. I mean, if if he if he comes comes in plays tomorrow and scores sixty, you know, he's he's going to continue in the T Twenty side, isn't he? Um, yeah, it's one. It's a decision to make, but I I would have thought they'll prioritise the T Twenty and um, keep him going in that. Yeah, I think so. So for what it's worth, then my team: Conway, Lamanby, Smead, Hildreth, Bartlett, Banton, Davis at six, Overton. Uh, sorry, Davis at seven, and then Overton, Gregory, Davy, and De, uh, Leach. Sorry, Lewis. <laughs> and I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll make a decision in, in a week in a week and a bit's time. You're always <laughs> Switzerland on these, Dan. <laughs> I want to wait till the game. I can't decide now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A lot, well, a lot can happen in. Uh, in the what ten or so days that we've got before that uh, crucial championship fixture against Leicester at the Cooper Associates County Ground on the fourth of July, should we wrap it up there? Unless we've got anything uh, pressing and urgent, um, I think that's it. Get this out in the next five minutes, then, guys. Uh, thanks for yeah. listening. Uh, if you want to give us a follow on Twitter, we are at Somerset Podcast. 
If you want to drop us an email, we are the Somerset Podcast at gmail.com, facebook.com slash Somerset Podcast. And you can listen to all of our back episodes at always look on the bright side of life.podbean.com. But for Anthony and Dan, uh, we'll catch you next time, which is probably going to be. Oh, we're going to face a tight decision of where to record our next episode. The games are coming thick and fast. So uh, we'll let you know. But uh, yeah, for Anthony and Dan, I'm Ian Shepherd. Uh, guys, I'll see you at the ground tomorrow. And listeners, we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers, Ian.